LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Lion Goodman about helping high achievers become super achievers by clearing the crap in the way. Lion Goodman, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you, John. Really happy to be here. It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from California. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about high achievers. Now, everyone wants high achievers. You want A players. We're going to be talking about helping high achievers to become super achievers. And how do you go about doing that? By clearing away all the crap that's in the way, all the, those obstacles and all the extra junk and stuff that that ends up taking up a lot of time and energy um, and bandwidth of those super high achievers. Uh, ultimately we want, you know, what's best for our people. We also want what's best for our teams and our organizations. And so we're going to talk about how as leaders, we can help facilitate that. As we get started, I want to share Lion's bio with everybody. Lion Goodman is a transformational coach, author, healer, and teacher. At the age of 26, he was shot in the head four times. This near-death experience kickstarted his five decades of research into the nature of consciousness, developmental psychology, spirituality, and healing. He created the clear beliefs method of trauma-informed therapeutic coaching which he has taught to more than 500 coaches, healers, and therapists around the world. His training is accredited by both the International Coaching Federation and Association for Coaching. And I think that 500 number has actually gone up as we were talking in the pre-interview, more like 600. Uh, You're doing some great work. Anything else you would like to share with me or the audience by way of your background, personal context, anything you'd like to highlight before we dive on into the conversation? Sure. I think it's important to note that I was a headhunter for 25 years before I got into coaching. And so I was working with executives, senior executives, C-suite, and all the way down through the organization, trying to understand who the best fit was for each position that I was hired to to fill. So that combined with my coaching has brought me into executive coaching and team coaching. Well, and headhunting, that's a really interesting path into the coaching world. Um, I think recruiters and headhunters have a really unique perspective on the needs of organizations, the needs of particular positions. 
uh, or at least the good ones do. Um, there are probably lots of recruiters that aren't all that effective. They probably don't have a very good grasp of, of those roles, but the successful ones have to um, because that it's all about finding the people with the right skills, the right abilities, the right competencies and capabilities and the right fit for the organization. That's not an easy thing to do. We know that organizations struggle with that constantly. Um, and then, of course, you get people into new roles. And they may have been great in their past role. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be great in their new role. And so that's why coaching comes in. We need to be able to help reskill and upskill and prepare people in, you know, with a path of development so that they can take on those new stretch roles that they might be uh, thrown into um, either through headhunting um, practices or just an opportunity for advancement in their company, or they're proactively looking to go elsewhere. Uh, all of those things can happen. Now, as we get started, can you define for us what you mean by high achievers? I I think we all have in our minds kind of this kind of mental, you know, at least an abstract mental picture, if not maybe a particular example, you know, someone we've worked with that we just thought of, they are a high achiever. What does that mean to you from an organizational sense? What it means for me is that they are aligned, body, mind, spirit, uh, emotions. They're aligned with the mission of the organization. They're aligned with themselves. And there's there's not a lot of crap in the way that's preventing them from using that alignment to achieve their goals. And we could also look at the other spectrum, the low achievers, the people who are, you know, in, in presenteeism, you know, they show up for work, but they're not really mentally there, uh, mm -hmm. the lack of engagement. Those people also have the same issues as a high achiever who's not a super achiever is that there's stuff in the way and that the processes that I use and teach can actually help anyone improve their performance and their engagement because we're getting what's in the way out of the way. Yeah. So what are some of those types of things that are the crap that's in the way? One of the most common is imposter syndrome. Mm. Like I'm, I'm hired for this job. I'm told what to do. I can do it. Okay. But yeah. I'm really the person that they hired. I was pretending on my resume and on my background. And now suddenly I'm way over my head and I don't know what the hell to do <laughs> or how to do it. Uh, fortunately, you, the, there's uh, training organizations like yours that can help them with the outer skills, but the inner issues are the ones mm -hmm. that I focus on. I'm no good. There's something wrong with me. I'm in the wrong place. I don't belong here. So those are the things that really get in people's way and prevent them from achieving their goals. So the ne the negative self-talk, um, the 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 misalignment of of my goals, my values, my meaning, my purpose with the organizations. Uh, certainly, there could be a lack of skill um, or, you know, at least the need to develop, further develop the capabilities necessary for this new role. Um, that's a very common thing that probably most people who find themselves in a new um, type of leadership role find themselves in. Um, and so it's interesting. I think most people struggle with imposter syndrome to one extent or another. And it's interesting how people respond to it. Uh, you see some people who have imposter syndrome and they they just attempt to cover it up by just having extra bluster and you know it's kind of like peacock with their feathers and they're like right, right. And they just try to pretend like they have it all figured out and they're not fooling anybody people know you know that they're learning there's a learning curve just like anyone else would experience um so that's not a particularly healthy way to deal with imposter syndrome or that that period of you know where there's a steep learning curve but the on the other end of the spectrum where you just have people who are you know constantly ruminating around self-doubt and spiraling and getting overwhelmed and, and not being able to uh, actually move forward. You know, they, right. they get into um, decision paralysis and they just can't 
do anything to move forward. That, of course, is a horrible situation to be in, too. Right. Um, hiding, hiding out and camouflage are two other very popular yes. techniques. Right. Yeah. Like, cover myself up and pretend I'm working that nobody will notice that I'm actually incompetent. Yeah. So just busyness, right? That, I, that's one of those camouflage pieces. Like right. I'm just going to be super busy. I'm going to be in meetings constantly. I'm going to always be doing stuff. So no one can claim I'm not working and I'm not doing my job, even though I'm not really accomplishing anything. I'm not really supporting my people. I'm not really doing what needs to be done. I, I see that so often. Uh, and so, and I, and I think sometimes people recognize it in themselves and, but a lot of times they don't even recognize that's what's going on. Um, but you know, if you start to slow down and reflect and work with them as a coach, you start to realize pretty quickly uh, that those types of hindrances are are there that are keeping them from really leaning into the new position, learning, growing, and and maximizing their potential. Right. The mind is made of patterns, what I refer to as beliefs. Uh, we are made of these patterns that we've accumulated throughout our life. And no matter where you are, you bring your patterns with you. And so we work on those inner patterns, what's called mindset by many or emotional intelligence by others. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. fact is, is that we're all made of these patterns and some patterns are successful and people who are successful tend to use those kinds of patterns and, and other patterns are unsuccessful or, or interfering with the person's performance. So we go in and whatever is going on, we can find the source of that pattern and clear it from the psyche so that it's no longer a factor. It's just, the person just feels lighter. They just don't have it around anymore. They're suddenly seeing more clearly, performing better and interacting with other people in a, in a much better way that that's cooperative instead of uh, interfering. So how do you start to interrupt that? Again, it's it's such a common issue. Um, I've certainly felt it. I found myself in those situations. And particularly as I was going through my academic career, um, you know, as I was pursuing a PhD, I felt huge amounts of imposter syndrome, especially early on as I was going through the program. But then as I finish and I'm starting to move into my academic career and I'm moving into a professorial position, just having a lot of, of of the fear of being found out. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm really just building the plane while I'm flying it. And, and it's kind of a ruse, you know, like there's that kind of um, a concern that so many people have. I've felt it. How do you disrupt that when people are kind of stuck in that pattern of that kind of, of negative uh, thought cycle and, and process? So there are many ways of dealing with people's failures and their internal failures and their external failures. Most of the methods are outside in. Just do it yeah. this way. Learn this new skill. We work from the inside out. We go to the source of whatever that pattern was. And often it's in childhood. So these are patterns that have been with people their whole lives and they've figured out strategies to work around them. But if somebody's got imposter syndrome or, or failure syndrome, uh, they're doing all kinds of things to cover it up. But there is a pattern, there is a core inside the psyche, and we work very deep internally with people to transform those inner patterns so that they just disappear. So, for example, if a child is is told by their parents, you don't belong here, uh, mm -hmm. then the person grows up trying to pretend to belong. And mm -hmm. so we can go in and we can actually, we use a process called memory reconsolidation in psychology to shift that 
begin the beginning of that pattern, the foundation of that pattern, so that that person suddenly doesn't have that crap anymore. It's gone. It's out of the psyche. It's no longer in their way. People report that there's huge weights lifted off their shoulders. They're seeing more clearly. They can interact with people without those feelings anymore. So that's what makes our process so powerful. It's a multidimensional approach to going into the psyche at the core and clearing what's in the way. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the other types of crap, the stuff that's in the way um, that really hinders people's ability? And again, we're talking about high achievers already, people who are already performing at a high level, but we want to clear the way for them to really perform at super achiever levels, like not just, you know, an all-star level NBA basketball player, but we want like the Michael Jordans, right, <laughs> on our team. How do how do we help uh, what are some of those other areas of crap and how do we help get those out of the way? Well, first of all, there's a lot of high achievers who are achieving highly because of some crap at, in childhood. Mm, so mm. for example, I only get love and attention when I'm performing. Yeah. That's a good foundation for high achievement. I'm going to go and achieve and achieve and achieve and achieve trying to get that love and attention. And if I don't get it, I'll either work harder, or I'll sacrifice myself, I'll sacrifice my relationships. Uh, you get people who are um, who are very narcissistic, uh, mm-hmm. who care only about themselves and their own achievements, and they they lose contact with the fact that there are other people involved. So there's a lot of really core patterns for even high achievers that if you get that out of the way, suddenly they are more themselves. They're not fighting against themselves internally. I can't help but think about myself as as you're talking and you know, doing a little bit of of. Uh personal psychoanalysis here <laughs> that happens when i talk to people i just naturally yeah. do that <laughs> yeah no and i and i suspect others in the audience are doing the same you know we're we're considering different aspects and and i've definitely you know i can resonate with what you're saying and and there are aspects of, of that that uh, seem to be relevant in my past and not to throw my parents under the bus or you know anyone else you know people are doing the best they knew how um but they're definitely we all have baggage we all have trauma we all have stuff that has impacted us, hopefully stuff that's impacted us in good ways, but also stuff that has, you know, put up roadblocks for us. And so being able, you know, one of the things I, I find helpful about just this conversation is just the, the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes of us talking has given me a chance to do some self-reflection, uh, to think about my past, to think about how it's influencing, you know, my present and how I want to move into the future. Um, just being mindful of that and thinking through it a little bit is super helpful and a, a really great exercise. It's, it's why people get coaches. It's why they get therapists. It's, you know, those, those things are really important. Um, what would your recommendation be to those listening who might have stuff kind of bubbling up as, as you're talking and they're like, Oh, I do really need to try to deal with some of these things. What would you suggest as kind of those first steps forward? First step is always awareness. One of the things I made up that I like a lot is in an emergency, apply awareness first. Mm. So becoming aware of your patterns is the key. And I, I offer a free assessment called the belief self-diagnosis where you go through your life and you actually look at what do I believe about each of these topics? What do I believe about myself? What do I believe about work? What do I believe about other people? And just that digging is the first step of understanding that, oh, I do have patterns. They do run me at the subconscious level. And some of them are good patterns and some of them are interfering yeah. patterns. So let's clear the ones that are interfering and keep the ones that are good because 
we are all made of patterns. <laughs> That's what we're mm-hmm. made of. We're made of beliefs. And so by by exposing them to yourself, by looking at your own structure, your own internal structure, and recognizing that it can change, that opens the door to really profound transformational change. And what would you say to those listening who are saying, well, that sounds great, but I'm a high achiever now. And if I unpack some of these things that are actually the fuel for my high achieving, then maybe that goes away. Right. So maybe I didn't feel like I belonged as a child or I, I was trying to perform to earn the love of those around me. Some of those things that you mentioned, if I start to unpack that and I start to recognize that and I start to kind of heal from any of that trauma, maybe my motivation leaves. Maybe I'm, I'm not the, I don't have the fuel to be a high achiever anymore. How would you respond to that? Well, it's a reasonable fear because our motivation is often wound based. Mm-hmm. What happens when you clear the wound is that your motivation becomes purpose based. Suddenly you're in touch with your actual purpose on life. And now you're motivated to move toward your purpose. And that purpose may be within your company. It might be going off and doing something else, but your happiness level goes way up. Your satisfaction level goes way up. Your meaning goes way up. And suddenly you're living a life that you want to be living instead of a life that's pretend. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting. You say that the word pretend and just a minute ago, we were talking about imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the two go hand in hand. So often we spend so much of our life putting on a mask, putting on a facade, uh, fueled by imposter syndrome, fueled by the trauma. And we end up spending a lot of time and energy pretending to be something we're not because we feel like that's the only way we'll be accepted. That's the only way we'll be valued. That's the only way we can be successful. Uh, and, and and rather than leaning into who we truly are, um, tapping into our true innate um, skills and capabilities, uh, really leveraging our own creativity, uh, we 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 put on all these performative kind of uh, gestures to those around us. Uh, so we can come off a particular way that we think is going to be valued. Um, how exhausting is that? I mean, we, we spend so much of our time and energy doing that. Uh, it just seems like just from a resource allocation perspective alone, um, not to mention just like the mental health and all the other kind of issues from a resource allocation perspective alone, it just seems like that's a really terrible use of time, energy, and resources. Absolutely. It's exhausting pretending to be someone you're not. And it's enlightening and, and empowering to become who you really are. And, you know, the, a lot of people ask, well, who am I really? And yeah. that's a wonderful discovery process. Because when you clear the, the pretense, and you clear the patterns that have been running you, you find out who you actually are. And who you actually are is much more magnificent than you could ever imagine. So we, we start to, to move away the crap, this extra, the baggage stuff um, that might be holding us back. It does mean we might have to relearn. Certainly we have to rediscover, but we have to, you know, relearn how to be effective, how to interact with people um, so that we can become again, high achievers and move into super achiever mode. Um, But it's doing it in a healthy way. It's doing it in a sustainable way. It's doing it in a way that's not going to be exploitative of those around us. Um, but rather it's going to be empowering and collaborative and, and, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. So if if we're he- healing ourselves and we're creating an environment 
for our our people on members of our team to also have that healing occur um i mean just imagine the amount the transformative impact that that can have on a team within a given organization think about the cool stuff you can do think about the creativity and the innovation that can occur as you start to clear away that stuff think about all the the just nonsense drama the interpersonal conflict uh, all the all the things that oftentimes are caused by these other things that again take just not just the imposter syndrome that takes time away from me and that's self-imposed but like other interactions with people around me where my stuff is interacting with their stuff and together we're creating like this dramatic experience that ultimately is just hindering everybody right in fact when you clear the the crap the beliefs and the patterns from the past you don't lose all the skills and knowledge that you've gained in your life you actually can apply them more accurately, more clearly, all of the things that you've learned in classes and school and, and in, in your experience come to the front as actual human interactions and not simply patterns that, that you're repeating over and over again. So you become a better human being. Your virtues come up to the for forefront because you're living as an authentic person and authentic people live their virtues. So all of the virtues that you've built over the years, they come into play in a much cleaner way and a more performative way. Lion, this has just really been a great conversation. I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go in here in a few minutes. Before we wrap things up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, uh, your, your coaching business, uh, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Sure. Uh, my personal website is liongoodman.com. And that's a place you can find coaching. Our leadership program is called luminaryleadership.net. And uh, my final word is self-examination is not an easy thing to do, but it's like digging for jewels. <laughs> when you When you move enough dirt out of the way, the jewels start appearing and your life becomes jewel-like it you become a shining brilliant uh, addition to the world rather than someone who's fighting against themselves yeah yeah i love that lion thank you this has been a pleasure i encourage the audience to reach out get connected find out more about what lion can do for you and as always i hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day and i hope you all have a great week you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.